0: Hello? Hello? <clears throat> podcast Network Asia.
1: Hi, welcome to Meditate with Samara podcast. In this podcast, I am so honored to bring in a friend, a fellow meditation teacher, Lauren Rainey, to discuss about what is mindfulness meditation and how it can improve our physical health and well-being so welcoming to this podcast hi Lauren how are you hi Samara I'm doing
0: very well thank you for having me on your podcast this is exciting it is
1: thank you thank you so much for being on here can you please maybe share a little bit more about yourself to our audience Yes, yeah, sure so I
0: am a this is kind of a difficult question (laughs) I think because there's kind of so much that makes you you sometimes but um I love fitness I've always loved fitness since I was little I played multiple sports growing up and I was always athletic Um, and so somewhere in between Me graduating high school and going to college, I decided that I was going to major in psychology. Um, I went into it majoring in psychology in my freshman year of college. Then I changed to exercise physiology. But looking back at it, I was very interested in both of those subjects because my background is fitness. My interest is psychology and how the mind works. Later on down the line, I ended up merging those two. My interest in, yeah, really interest in the mind and how it works and how that correlates to fitness and the physical body. What I learned is that if you don't know that the mind and body are mirror images of each other, they you really have a huge part of yourself missing. That's something that made me a lot more self-realizational about myself. And I became a mindfulness coach for athletes. And I love talking about mindfulness uh, meditation. And um, I also became a meditation teacher And Samara and I went through the same training in the beginning of this year, and that kind of led me to where I am now, um, coaching athletes one-on-one about how to live more holistically fit lives, um, how to improve their mental and physical performance, and also how to live more purposefully, doing what they love, moving their body, but doing it being more mindful and not just trying to get fit on the outside and get those six-pack abs and you know you can get all that too but you can benefit so much more from being mindful about every single physical thing that you do and that is that is me really that's what makes up me i feel like and that is my main mission while i am here
1: wow thank you so much for sharing your journey And I'm curious, you mentioned also to make uh, your coaching athletes to be holistically fit. Can you deep dive deeper into what is holistically fit for you and how can we average non-athletes, everyone here listening probably, uh, how can we be holistically fit?
0: Yes, so athletes are, excuse me, athletes are you know, you said the average person. Athletes are the average person to me too because the same thing that applies to them applies to everybody else. It's just that they go about it. Their passion is to do things with their body and push their body to the limit whereas somebody else's passion may be to push their creativity and art to the limit or their creativity and this and so... For the average person, right, I feel like holistic fitness or holistic wellness is realizing that we have three main parts of us, and that is, I believe, our physical self, our mental self, and our spiritual self, you know, mind, body, and spirit. And if one of those things is off or one of those things is not as strong as the other two, then it will automatically throw off the health and the strength of those other two. And if we don't realize that we're made up of mind, body and spirit, then we're bound to just have a huge chunk of ourselves missing. To me, being aware of holistic fitness is to be really in tune with feeling whole. And that could feel different to different people, but really what makes you feel full and what makes you feel not that you're chasing a physical body image or not that you're chasing a diet as far as what you eat or not that you're chasing a certain level of wealth or mindset, but you're Really focusing on, okay, you as a person, what are your needs? And are they being met in all three of these aspects, spiritual, physical, and mental? For a normal person, those are the basic needs that I feel like need to be met. And it's all about listening to those needs. And the story of our life is keeping those three things as in balance as we can, because they will definitely get thrown off. Yeah. a couple of times. But how can we seek to balance those things every single day?
1: Yeah, that's really inspiring. And I really agree with what you said that we do have these three pillars or facets, mind, body, and spirit that's so interconnected and complementary that we can't just forget one and just focus on the two. Otherwise, that feeling of fullness or wholeness might Uh, might not be content and we keep on chasing chasing and asking and burning out or overly stressing about something and putting it in context of this pandemic a lot of people are inside of their homes and maybe they have struggles with um, mental physical and spiritual health is there any type of practices or questions like uh, self-reflective questions they can ask their in order to start moving towards this holistic fit and wellness space for their own self yes I think something that the pandemic
0: has provided us is more time with our own thoughts and a lot of the time our own thoughts are what we don't like this what we kind of dread right uh And one main question that I think we have to ask ourselves is, how comfortable are you sitting with yourself? Because I like the phrase that says, wherever you go, there you are, and you can't escape you. So like for me, during the pandemic, I kind of became more of my own best friend because it gave room to really talk to yourself more. When you talk to yourself, you can focus more on listening yourself, listening to yourself because when you talk to yourself, yourself talks back. Yeah. And it will often tell you what it needs. And for for what that means for being holistically fit, is that just like that, you can listen to yourself and provide yourself what it needs and realize how the body kind of tries to heal itself as soon as we get like scrape our knee right our knee starts scabbing and um, it starts trying to heal itself our skin starts trying to repair itself and sometimes we can slow down the natural healing process of our body by not listening not listening to what our body needs it may not be best to you know medicate and do all these type of kind of artificial things and maybe better to listen to, okay, what 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 can I do? Can I drink more water? Can I feed myself better whole foods? Can, what can I do? And not really chase kind of what we see the media doing. Mm. Um, and that can go a lot, that can go a lot of ways. But in essence, yeah, that, that's what holistic fit means to me while being in a position where we get to spend more time with ourselves, listening,
1: talking to ourselves, and responding. I love that. So is there any daily practice that you do in order for you to be more comfortable with yourself? Because I really like the idea of us being our own best friends because sometimes we may have our own loud inner critique or we over-rely on someone else who may not be in proximity while we are in the pandemic. And, you know, being our own best selves, I also believe is very important, but can you share practices where you listen to yourself and you talk to yourself? Is there any particular practice that you do, Lauren?
0: Particularly, yes. I like to say affirmations and For example, my morning routine is centered around me spending time with myself. And within that time, I will meditate. I will do yoga. I will say some affirmations sometimes in between my meditation um, and yoga or as a part of meditation. And this whole like morning waking ritual type of thing helps me start off my day in a certain manner, that I'm mindful really going throughout the rest of my day. So, I think having a morning routine that integrates some type of time with yourself, especially time away from media, um, away from your phone, maybe even cut out some music that you maybe usually listen to in the morning, if that, if you think that will help you. And really cut out all distractions because distractions keep us from being with our own thoughts. All distractions um, cutting out are the way that I tune into myself more. And especially doing that in the morning, it primes the rest of your day in a certain way of thinking. Affirmations to me are the largest way to do that because A lot of times affirmations, the phrase starts with the words, I am and I am is a huge declaration because you're really putting in the words of manifestation, I am this or I am that. And because we are declaring these things out of our mouth, even if your mind doesn't believe what you're saying, if you say that I am smart, I am intelligent. If you are trying to be, if you are trying to perceive yourself as that, and you don't feel like you are smart, when you say those things out of your mouth, you prime yourself to manifest them in a way that you'll soon start to believe it because you repeat it over and over, and it's a morning thing that you do. Um, This, like you were saying earlier, with our. On the other call with the neuroplasticity, it changes the wiring of your brain. And it literally changes the way we think, talk and act and respond to situations. And we have to do this with ourselves and build up a relationship. So I think that is so important.
1: Yeah, I really like how you use affirmations to empower yourself as a manifestation because i am starting to do that the past one month and i really feel the difference when the first thing that i feel and when i wake up i say thank you and then i open like there's this app that says the affirmations that i need and i say it out loud and it does prime us to think like yeah why not you know (laughs) why don't i think that way? Yeah, like yeah. We, we really shape our reality, and affirmation is one way, and definitely meditation is a practice that's also important. I'm curious, Lauren, what meditation do you do in the morning? Is there any particular type that is useful for you? Um, and how does that help your morning? Yes, I particularly do what's called energized
0: body and mind meditation. I started getting into that category of meditation as the one that I will practice every single day because when we were in meditation teacher training, that was my primary one. And I saw the way that it helped me get into this sort of flow state throughout the rest of my day. It actually helped me concentrate and focus a lot more. Specifically, I practice alternate nostril pranayama for about nine minutes. And some days I also add in anapana breathing after alternate nostril pranayama. And Anapana breathing is a present moment awareness meditation where you redirect your mind back to the breath. I specifically do those two together because I think they complement each other the alternate nostril pranayama puts your mind and body in a flow state and the um, present moment awareness helps you kind of redirect your focus a bit more and I do this every morning and in the evening and it's also helped me be more aware of my body and the energy inside of my body also because I'm so physically active. I like to run. I practice yoga every single morning as well after my meditation. And I also sometimes do weightlifting. Um, energized body and mind is a great meditation if you're an athlete or physically active. And um, because I'm a mindfulness coach for athletes and do meditations with them, that is a very common meditation that I do. So I practice it so that I can help teach other people the common experiences they might have with that
1: same meditation. Yeah. Thank you for sharing because I also believe that the alternate nostril pranayama coupled with just breath focus on upon breathing is something that is so powerful and actually quite simple to do once you know the technique. And then yeah. you, you block in time to do it and um, I have resources online for this. Do you have uh, resources online where people can see your meditations? I know you've recorded some. Where can people find you for for the meditations?
0: I do live meditations on my Instagram page. I do live I go live on Instagram every Thursday. The times vary because I often like to accommodate people in different time zones or that have different schedules. But Every Thursday, I do a different type of meditation. I do the live meditation for as low as 10 minutes or I go to 20 minutes. And then sometimes I'll do a Q&A afterwards. I currently don't have any public recordings, but I plan to have some on my YouTube channel. So let me go back because my Instagram name is at... Lauren, my first name, L A U R Y N dot Rainy R A I N E Y Lauren Dot Rainy. And my YouTube is Holistifit Talks. Um H O L I S T I Capital F I T Talks. And I will be doing some recorded meditations on there soon. Um, but for right now, I, I really enjoy doing the live sessions because I can really interact with people as well. If they ask me questions right there, I can like
1: go ahead and answer it. So yeah, I really love that. Yeah, that's amazing. We're going to have your social media links on our description. So anyone who feel pulled and inspired to um, follow, contact or communicate with Lauren or even do the coachings with you, they can uh, direct their awareness, (laughs) directing (laughs) awareness there. so (laughs) a lot of a meditation guide practice there. (laughs) Yes. What are you wearing right now? Um, But yeah. (laughs) So uh, one of the two last questions that I'm curious to ask you, Lauren, can you share a little bit about what the coaching you do with athletes are like like how it's structured because maybe some people here might be interested also to be coached by you and to improve their holistic fit Um, what do you usually do during those sessions
0: sure so the first thing I do is I have whoever is interested in coaching with me to sit down and have a 30-minute decision call and what that is is I tell them well I really listen I listen to okay what are your needs really as um, not just an athlete but as a human being Um, are you currently like under any physical stress or mental stress that feels unbearable Um, and sometimes if people come to me and they're like oh I'm under stress that's like kind of unbearable and I'm going through you know, extreme anxiety or depression, I would direct them to a therapist first before they come see me. And during that session, I really make it clear that mindfulness coaching is not a substitute for therapy. I actually have that disclaimer up on my offerings page because I want people to see meditation as like a supplement and not, um, not a replacement. So, um, and then I ask, you know, what kind of expectations that you have? And then I'll tell them, you know, with meditation, it's important to not have a specific goal. And a lot of people will see that maybe as a setback that I can't have a goal that needs to be reached like for example if they want to have their depression cured somebody may say that if you you want to have your depression cured by meditation that's a doable goal and I think it will definitely help with that however having a specific goal with something like meditation actually limits yourself to experiencing everything else that meditation will have for you because you'll be focusing on, okay, is my depression gone? Is my depression gone today? Is it going to be gone tomorrow? And then you close your mind off to all the other things in the background of your life that may be impacted by this, such an opening experience and such a life-changing experience. And so, I try to debunk that as much as possible in that 30-minute consultation. And then I assess their mind type because different meditations are very suitable for different type of people or different type of mind types. So I ask, what is your lifestyle like? What do you enjoy doing as far as planning for the future? Are you comfortable with being alone with your thoughts? And I really assess their mind type. That's when I assign them their meditation and then if they're ready to go on with the coaching. I will schedule um, a month or two months or three months of um, sessions with them, 40 minutes where we meditate. Also do some journaling to set their intentions, prompts on reflecting on how meditation makes them feel and also debunking some more myths about meditation later on and really giving them feedback to refine their practice. If anybody would be interested in meditating with me or being coached by me, um, you can visit my website at www.holisticfitmeditation.com and visit my offerings page and I can explain a lot more in depth what a personalized mindfulness journey can look like to you for um, holistic meditation, which is the name of my business.
1: So, yeah. yeah, that sounds so exciting. I really appreciate that you have the genuine interest to help uh, your coaches, if that's the right term, <laughs> um, <laughs> with- Yeah. With what they really need, and if they do need um, more support from like professionals, like psychologists or psychiatrists, you you guide them there or counselors. Because uh, inevitably, in our practice of meditations, we do attract people that need help in that in that manner, and uh, we we need to put the person's needs first rather than our own. So I really appreciate. Yes. That, that that's a part of your coaching session. So yes. yeah, I'm so inspired by this talk and I really feel like there is a light of inspiration and connection by having you on this podcast and I really appreciate your time. Is there any uh, last words that you would like to tell our audience about anything that you like?
0: i would like to say as a reflection on this entire talk mindfulness is one of the greatest things that you can integrate into your everyday life everything that is ever physically manifested first starts in the mind any physical transformation any physical possession um, such as you want to increase your financial stability you want to increase your Um, workout goal. You want to increase your weight loss. Whatever goal you may have, um, it is important to put mindfulness and awareness at the forefront. Uh, Mental health is, to me, one of the most important things you can invest in because everything physical stems from everything mental.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. That's it's quite a reflection. So for anyone who is interested in connecting with Lauren, check the description and click on those links. Follow her and probably join her Thursday live meditations. And if you feel pulled, check out her offerings at theholistifitmeditation.com. Uh, and hopefully we can all learn from each other. So if you find that This podcast conversation was useful for you. Please kindly use 10 seconds of your time to just share it to someone who you believe might be interested in listening from this podcast. Stay safe and take care. Namaste. Namaste, everybody.